This is the Pokedex Radio Podcast, where you can learn to be the very best, like no one ever was. Every Pokemon trainer knows the best place to learn everything about Pokemon is to check their Pokedex. This is where we talk about all things Pokemon, from the video game to the anime to new concepts. Learn how to be a Pokemon master at PokedexRadio.com. everyone and welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Austin. I am your host. Thank you so much for uh, uh, listening today. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at feedback at pokedexradio.com or even leave a comment in our Facebook. And the links to everything uh, today, uh, talked about today in uh, in today's episode, can be found at pokedexradio.com slash 36. Just a quick correction, that's actually pokedexradio.com slash 38. And I said 36 throughout most of the episode today, I think. I'm actually listening to it right now. But it's pokedexradio.com slash 38 for today's show notes. And today we're going to be talking about the new Mewtwo form. But our main topic, our biggest topic today is um, my ideas for a live action Pokemon movie. But right before that, let's get into this. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash flashlight studios. They have over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone and Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, please visit audibletrial.com slash flashlight studios to support the show. And you get one free credit for a free download of any book that you like. Now today, uh, we're going to start off with the news, uh, like usual. Uh, today in the news, we have a Metagross event announced for the Driftvale season of the Play Pokemon League. Now, um, this is for the Black and White and Black and White 2 games. Now, depending on which game you have, uh, for any player who participates in the Driftvale season of the, uh, of the Play Pokemon League, um, has the opportunity to download one of these, uh, download a Metagross. If you have the Black and White game, the Metagross will have the moves Iron Defense, Agility, Hammer Arm, and Double Edge. Or if you have Black and White 2, the Metagross will have the moves Psychic, Meteor Mash, Hammer Arm, and Double Edge. Now, the Metagross will have its hidden ability, Light Metal, regardless of whichever game it's um, you get it in. Now, they, uh, it's unknown right now when the event will be available at this time, but I will keep you guys posted uh, on the event details. Next on the news is a new password revealed for Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity for North America. Now, um, this uh, password, the uh, Wondermail password, is for a dragon gift, um, and it will you can with this dragon gift you can recruit either Dino, Bagon, Axu, or Drudagon into your game. Now you get uh, you can enter the password into your Wondermail option on the main menu to receive your gift of one of these Pokemon. Uh, next, um, okay, let's skip that one. That's kind of a new, uh, skin available for international players of the black and white two game, the, the hue Pokedex skin. Um, it's available for, uh, international players for black and white two. And a, a quiz question has to be answered correctly to receive the Pokedex skin. Um, and this is only available until May 9th, uh, until May 9th. Yes. Uh, the question is five years ago, team plasma stole my little sister's what? 
if you can answer that question correctly, you will uh, be able to download this skin. Uh, and the answer, if you remember from the black and white game, it's Purloin. Um, so five years ago, Team Plasma stole my little sister's Purloin. And I forgot where that was in the black and white game, but I remember reading that somewhere uh, that somebody had mentioned that in the game. Um, a little bit more about the the 16th movie, Genesect and uh, uh, the, uh, Extreme Speed Genesect uh, movie. There is a uh, holographic Genesect promo card if you pre-order movie tickets. Again, this is only for Japan and uh, the tickets go on sale on Saturday, April 20th. So those who spend 800 yen or more at specified stores as well will receive the promotional card. So if you pre-order the movie tickets for uh, the 16th Pokemon movie, you will get this holographic promotional Genesect uh, card. It has 100 HP. It has two attacks. Um, uh, the attacks are Signal Beam, which does 30 damage. You flip a coin of heads, the defending Pokemon is now confused. Nice. Or the other move is Over Smash, does 60 damage. During your next turn, this Pokemon's Over Smash attack does 60 more damage before applying weakness, weakness and resistance. Um, so, nice. I'm not into the card game like I used to be. I used to be. Able, I used to play um, a lot. Uh, but I haven't been into the car game since I was about 13. That was about 10 years ago. So those of you um, who are in Japan, if I and I don't think I have any listeners in, in Japan right now. I know I do have plenty around the country. But for those of you who are in Japan at that time, if you are, check that out. Now, I wanted to talk about also the new form of Mewtwo as well. Let's see if I can find the right article here for you guys. But actually, before we get into the Mewtwo thing, because there's a few articles that I have here about Mewtwo, there's two other, um, here's another Pokemon uh, card news for the US this time. The Landorus Blister Pack is uh, unveiled for Plasma Freeze. Um, now, Plasma Freeze will be available on May 8th, uh, 2013, of course. The Landorus Blister Pack has been unveiled for Plasma, Pre uh, Plasma Freeze, um, and it will have uh, a Landorus card in its Therian form. Um, it is a plasma card and will have three uh, plasma freeze booster packs and a team plasma coin. Again, this is available on May 8th, 2013 for the United States. Also for the Pokemon Scramble U game, I mentioned in the last episode that there will be six little figures for the game and it uses the uh, near field communication with the uh, Nintendo Wii U. So you can import whatever Pokemon that you have on the little, little figurine into your game. There are six new ones available. Uh, these will be available starting May 25th. Again, only Japan. Each figure, uh, each little figure costs 200 yen. And these are an Eevee, a Mewtwo, a Krogunk, a Zoroark, a Litwick, and a Genesect. Um, why so specifically, you know, Mewtwo and Genesect is in there. Not too sure. Most likely in a, pr a promotion for the new movie. Um, now, a download card uh, also will be available uh, for 1,800 yen, and this is uh, can be used to get a Pikachu figurine, uh, well, Pikachu figure in the game. Now, um, there is a Pokemon shop in other areas that have to be cleared in the game first, and uh, the players can become friends with the legendary Pokemon in the game as well. With legendary Pokemon in the game, this is with that specific download for 800 yen. Um, so that is for the Pokemon Scramble U game. There's a little bit more thrown into that article, but I'm not going to get into it right now. Let's get into the uh, Pokeforest availability for the Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity. These are um, availability availability for Europe and Australia. So this downloadable content um, will be available at different times uh, over, I'm sorry, at, uh, in different 
costs over the next uh, over um, uh, the next month or so, uh, two months or so. Uh, in Belgium, Germany, France, and the, the Netherlands, UK, Spain, and Italy, it will cost uh, 150 euros. Uh, well, one euro and 50. I don't know the. I don't know currency. Anyways, so um, 150 euros. This is after June 21st. Um, uh, Portugal, it'll cost 100 a dollar fifty in June 21st, and Australia will cost two dollars after June 21st. Now, the Poca Forest will be available starting uh, May 17th for Europe and uh, May 18th for Australia. And now I'm assuming after these dates, starting June 21st, um, I'm assuming it'll be free first. And then after June 21st of 2013, they will cost the um, their respective prices. And yes, right here, it, they will be free from the game's release until June 21st for Europe and Australia. I didn't read it right. All right, let's get into uh, the two big topics today. First one, we're going to talk about the... Um, new Mewtwo form. And those of you who um, like uh, the Pokedex Radio on Facebook, you saw that I shared uh, a link from the official Pokemon Facebook where it shows from the movie Mewtwo transforming into its alternate form. Um, so they were saying, oh, this is revealed. Yes, the, it, we, it is confirmed now that it is uh, um, connect, has a connection with Mewtwo. It's obvious. It looks like a Mewtwo. I mean, there's no there's no, oh, it is now confirmed. We knew this from the beginning. It looks like a Mewtwo. This isn't a second Pokemon. This, is this isn't a uh, another Pokemon. This is obviously an alternate form of Mewtwo. Um, that was that is going to be first revealed in the Extreme Speed Genesect Mewtwo's Awakening movie. So uh, if you can go to the Facebook, you'll be able to see the video that I posted there. Now, there are also some other um, uh, screenshots of the new Mewtwo form from Koro Koro Comics as well. And I'll put the link there um, up in the show notes, again, at pokedexradio.com slash 38. Um, and they also have a 16th movie uh, manga adaptation, uh, the uh, the comic book adaptation, where it also shows the new Mewtwo form as well. Uh, and some other things uh, throughout the movie, of course, because it's the ad- adaptation from the movie to the manga. And uh, uh, a little bit of news with that, uh, along with the card game, there will also be a, um, uh, a an expansion pack for let's see the concept pack EX Battle Boost. Um, this will be a pack of uh, the concept pack will have five random cards along. Uh, where am I going with this? Along with a, a Mewtwo versus Genesect half deck, um, and this costs uh, one thousand two hundred sixty yen. The the EX Boost. Uh, campaign pack will cost 630 yen the concept pack ex battle boost uh will cost 150 yen per pack and each box contains 20 packs now uh, i'm assuming obviously there's a it's going to be ha- this is going to have um mewtwo and genesect half deck of course this is all in promotion for the new movie all in promotion for uh the inevitable x and y games because of the new mewtwo form clearly but that's a little bit for the new Mewtwo form. Let's get into the main topic today about my thoughts on a live-action Pokemon movie. If you guys have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch, check out our app by searching FSPR in the iTunes Store. You can download the podcast without having to sync with your computer. Again, search FSPR in the iTunes Store to get the Pokedex Radio podcast app. Now, like I said before, today's main topic is uh, are, is my thoughts on a live-action Pokemon movie. But first, let's talk about other adaptations uh, from live-action from original animes. Um, or, or usually some things are ad- adapted 
excuse me, adapted from a uh, comic book or a manga of some kind. So, or even a video game like Pokemon. So, there have been other adaptations from very popular uh, animes. For example, Dragon Ball Z. For example, Naruto. Uh, one that I have not seen yet is Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, I'm just throwing out the the animes that I had enjoyed as 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 a as a child. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. I actually didn't get into until I was about 16, but you know, still younger. Um, so there are there are adaptations of. Let's start off with Dragon Ball Z. The 2009, 2010 movie, Dragon Ball Evolution, Mm-mm, didn't like it, nope. That was a train wreck, honestly. Um, it was a terrible movie, in my opinion. I watched part of it. I also watched a different movie, a Dragon Ball movie, uh, that I believe was made in the 80s. Um, and, I, and I forgot uh, which country actually made that movie, but it was, it was either, I think it was a Chinese movie or a Japanese movie. It, I don't think it was a Japanese movie. I think it was a Chinese movie adaptation of Dragon Ball. And it was actually pretty well done compared to Dragon Ball Evolution. Of course, the graphics and everything weren't the same. You know, this is, you know, 30-year difference almost, or even a 20-year difference almost, um, 25 roughly. So there have been many adaptations online. If you search YouTube, you can find many of them, many very, very well done adaptations of the Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT franchise. Um, and they are, they are well done, well acted, well choreographed. Obviously there's a lot of fighting. Um, and most of them are fight scenes and all of them are also well animated because of course people can't really shoot, um, beams of focused energy out of their hands. So, if you watch any of these, and I'm not going to link anything into the sh- in the show notes regarding the Dragon Ball Z stuff, but I will do one about Pokemon in a little bit. Um, it is very, very well. These are very well done. If you look at any of them around the internet, um, honestly, they did much better than Hollywood did with Dragon Ball Evolution. Let's move along to Naruto now. There is a, a live action fight scene uh, from the original Naruto season uh, when they were still younger. Um, it was a fight between Naruto and Rock Lee. That was a great fight scene in the anime turned into this live action 20 minute fight scene. Almost exactly. They put a much mirror image of what the anime had done was live action. Of course, these these kids that did the movie were a little, are a little bit older, um, but it's so well done. It's all in Japanese as well. Uh, I mean, these kids are American, but... Um, it's all done in Japanese, I guess overdubbed because, uh, they're enduring certain parts. Of course, it's not going to be perfect during certain parts when they're calling out like the jutsus or something like that, whatever they're doing, you see their mouths moving a little bit differently than what they're, what's actually being said. So of course these, this thing is overdubbed, but also very well done. I'm not going to put the link in the show notes for this one as well. Um, but I will put one for the Pokemon one I'm about to discuss. But if you search this, um, just search Rockley Naruto fight scene, and it is a 20 minute uh, fight scene. There is one that I saw that was um, subtitled in uh, Portuguese, and that I actually thought was the original one until I read the comments and it was showed that it was taken from somebody else's channel. But if you can find the real one, find the real one. I believe the YouTube uh, username was like Revel uh, 3Ti or something like that, or X3Ti or something weird like that. Uh, it was like Revel X3I or something. Uh, check it out. I'm not going to put this in the show notes because this is a Pokemon podcast. I'm trying to keep it Pokemon related, but check it out. There are very well done adaptations, but now my opinions for a Pokemon live action movie. 
I believe I mentioned a few episodes ago, this was like two years ago, um, I mentioned the Pokemon Apocalypse live action trailer. This was very well done. I was extremely jealous. And when I was first told about it, I thought it was a real live action Pokemon um, move, uh, trailer for a movie, a real movie. And I was so upset because I wanted to be the one to make it. Um, so when I watched it, it looks legitimate. It looks very, very well done. But the only the only um, criticism, constructive criticism that I have for uh, this this work is that the 3D animations of the Pokemon, though pretty much done by himself, the guy who directed wrote this and even started it himself. He played uh, the, I forgot the, uh, the director's name, but he played uh, Brock uh, in it. Um, very well done. The 3D animations are a, a little bit off for the Pikachu. Everything else seems pretty much spot on. Uh, I think it shows Psyduck in the trailer. It shows a Mewtwo. It shows, I think, Arbok and Coughing. Um, I mean, Arbok and Weezing. Um, Meowth. Meowth is a little off as well. Uh, I think it has a Ghastly. It has an Ivasaur. Uh, Ivasaur is actually one of the main ones there. You know, Mewtwo falls when Ivasaur comes out. If you watch it, it's on the link. This time, this one I put in the show notes, pokedexradio.com slash 38 to see the live action trailer, Pokemon Apocalypse. This was done a few years ago and I have my own personal thoughts about it, but let's quickly get into the other one that I wanted to talk about, another video called Pokemon the After Years. Now, this one I actually found on accident. I found this one um, about a year ago on accident when I was uh, researching uh, cameras that I would like to buy. This one was um, by a YouTuber, uh, documentarian as well, named Tom Antos, um, and his video is called Pokemon the After Years. I think he did two of them, starring this little blobby brown looking creature i think he calls it bruno um if i remember correctly i haven't watched the video in about a week or so but um he did a much better job at animating the actual pokemon characters if you go to pokedexradio.com slash 38 it's the second video um and you can see pikachu looks a lot better than what it did in the uh pokemon apocalypse trailer but this one looks more cartoonish and it's not as real um but I know he did try to start a, a Kickstarter so to fund his um, ideas of coming up with a, a live-action Pokemon series as well. Uh, but I don't think he made enough money for that Kickstarter. And this was back a few months ago. Um, but I, I hope to see something more from him if he decides to do another. But they are very well done. Of course, there are going to be many advancements in 3D animation uh, over the next years. I think in everything, you know, advances every two years pretty much comes out much better. Really every year now comes out better, stronger, faster, whatever, um, more powerful. But I really don't see anything realistic in our near future. But that brings me to my point that as a filmmaker, I would love to make my own live action Pokemon film. And I'm actually in the middle of writing something right now. I'm not going to talk about it on the show. I will talk about it more in depth. Um, for those of you who have the FSPR app, uh, I will put extra content and I'll discuss more about my concept. But I'm going to give you a little bit of an overview of it. It's a live action Pokemon movie, of course. Um, not done. Okay, let's, let's quickly let's go to the Facebook really fast. Because I was actually uh, not really having a discussion, but I was talking with um, Mike Eldridge from the Facebook, um, and he had mentioned that um, 
it would have to be real and by real, this is, this is uh, quoting Mike. Um, it'd have to be real and by real, I mean very little of what the anime does, but not a modern dark, uh, as the fake trailer a few years back. I'm assuming he's talking about Pokemon apocalypse, um, keeping the focus mainly on the creatures and their interaction with humans, like a mixture of a nature documentary and an epic adventure. Now, and then he says, basically, it would have to be the very best, like no film ever was. And that made me laugh, honestly. <laughs> but um, I wouldn't want, let's say, Hollywood or Nintendo to do this type of film. I really don't think that they would be able to grasp the passion of it. But my idea, my personal idea, is a dark, um, modern type of film let's see is it would be modern it would be considered a modern film yeah so um a dark film of the idea of pokemon have been extinct for a few years now uh this obviously uh it's stays into um my uh my like fan fiction of like canon from the original pokemon tv series with ash and misty and gary and brock and professor oak and and uh, ash's mom delia and stuff like that it and still has all of the main characters, human characters, but no Pokemon characters because for some reason Pokemon have been uh, ex- uh, extinct uh, because of a virus that broke out or whatever. This is what I'm writing. I'm still in the middle of writing this, so all my thoughts, uh, all my ideas aren't exactly a solid yet, but these are just my ideas. And for a documentary work, I'm going to uh, just address Mike really quick. For a documentary, it's funny you mention that because that is kind of what I learned how to film. That's how I learned how to film was doing documentary film work, um, kind of news documentary type things. And that would probably be more down my alley, honestly, because I'm not too good with all the dark and broody cut type of things. I'm better at doing documentary work. So that would work if, if, and only if, um, as a deal in absolutes here, um, it I think it will only work if, and only if, there would be some sort of better way to animate the Pokemon in a real life fashion. Of course, it's not going to look the best. Yeah, we there's a lot of movies that have um, the, all these animations that look very, very realistic. Look at Avatar, uh, for example. Not the last Airbender, but the actual like blue people Smurf Avatar movie. Excuse me. Um, that very well done, very realistic looking in a way. Um, of course, looking at that kind of movie, looking at real life, of course, you're gonna be like, yeah, there's not really eight foot tall blue people walking around. But at the same time, there is no, you know, how, how tall is Charizard? Five foot, tall, five foot tall, red dragon with wings flying around. So it could work as a documentary type of thing. You would like, let's say following around, you know, one person kind of on their epic adventure doing things. That would be nice. That was an idea that I didn't think of, but I think if, if, if you were to go down the, the, the idea of having a dark, uh, post-apocalyptic type of Pokemon uh, type of feel to it, to a Pokemon movie, I think my idea would be good. But of course I always think I'm right with everything. So I may be wrong. Maybe this, maybe my idea would never work. Maybe my idea would only work as a written fan fiction, um, I like to call it a screenplay, but let's call it a fan fiction for really what it is. Um, because obviously I don't have any actors. I don't have any, this and that, you know, I don't have the, the skills on something like after effects or know how to do any sort of 3d animations or anything like that. But let's, uh, bring it back down. Um, Mike, good point. Honestly, um, 
I like the documentary idea. Yes. Could work. Should work. As long as there are better advancements or technology. I'm sure the technology is out there now. Because I'm more into, like I mentioned before, documentary type of film work in that style, in that fashion. Nothing too heavy within um, animations or editing or anything like that. Mostly just live action type of thing, short films. Documentary style would be nice. But other than Mike, since we've already talked to Mike and also talked to Lex or Luke uh, from the Facebook as well, which is Lex, very good friend of the show, a good friend of mine as well. He even mentioned the Super Mario Brothers movie that they came out with back in the early 90s. And I remember watching this movie for the first time. I wasn't even in the States. Where was I? I was five years old. I was in Ecuador at the time uh, because that's where my family's from. Um, So we went down there um, uh, with my mom and we were like visiting like family and stuff like that, just traveling all around that country. Beautiful country. If you ever get a chance to visit Ecuador, go ahead. Um, Now he says... um, for it to be good, this is what Lex says, for it to be good, it would have to be a non-Nintendo company uh, movie, like the Super Mario Brothers movie, for the movie, and the movie, uh, for the movie movie, not the cartoon. Um, if there was a, a cartoon Mario Brothers movie, I don't know. I know they had the Super Mario Brothers TV show, which I have uh, queued in my Netflix, actually, and haven't got a chance to watch it. But I would say, yes, it would have to be something similar. And like I mentioned before, not a Nintendo company movie. It would have to be, it have to be done by somebody with the passion for it, with the ambition to make a good Pokemon movie for, um, let's say taking it along the, let's see where my, where's my mind going here, taking it along to the idea of there not to be, let's not Disney this up. Uh, if we're going to throw in a Star Wars reference there, let's not Disney it up. I saw that there was a, even, a, um, it's already past April Fool's Day, but there was an April Fool's joke that there would um, be like a prequel. Was it a prequel or um, or a sequel to the Star Wars movies with Justin, Justin Bieber, God forbid, playing uh, one of the main roles? And I knew it was fake because, of course, Justin Bieber is not going to be playing some sort of serious role like that. Who would want him to? Um I wouldn't take it seriously at all, but it would have to be a non-Nintendo movie because whoever does decide to write, direct, act in this movie would have to have a passion for Pokemon and it would have to be so spot on for people like me, for people like, I'm assuming you listening. If there is a problem, if there's something off, if there is one minor issue that doesn't match up with the original anime, with the stories from the anime, if it's going to be based off of the anime uh, storyline, we would all have a problem with it. I would, I know that for a fact. I mean, even even looking at it for for things, let, let's talk about the original Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers movie. There were things like Yoshi being an actual dinosaur. Mm, didn't like it. I mean, he was very uh, he was very reptilian like. Also with. Um, uh, Bowser, the Bowser character, the the guy playing Bowser. He wasn't very turtle-like at all. Yeah, he was somewhat reptilian. His head was shaped funny, like as if he was, um, uh, like his hair was, you know, molded in such a way that made him look a little bit more uh, like slimy, like a reptile. Um, 
well done. Don't get me wrong. It was a well done movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, Lex clearly enjoyed it. I, um, uh, he, he even said he bought it. He know it wasn't, he knows it wasn't that great, but he loved it too much. It was a great movie. If it were to be on right now, I would go watch it on TV, but I don't have cable. So it doesn't even matter. Netflix, get Netflix. It's really good. Um, honestly, there would need to be a passion for it. And I keep repeating myself because that's how I feel. And that's why I want to do a Pokemon movie. Honestly, I want to be able to write it because I know the intricate details in and out of the, at least the original Pokemon series all the way up until, um, I want to say advanced battle, which I know is a really far, far off shot from where we are now with uh, black and white. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the, uh, the best wishes series. But even then, getting all the minor details from the very beginning right would have to be everything. I mean, the ages would have to be right. The characters would have to be right. They would have to have the same mannerisms and speaking patterns as the original characters. I think I'd be able to do something like it. But I want to discuss more of it in, um, we'll, we'll call it the post-show, for those of you who have the FSPR app. We'll talk more about it there. But uh, that's enough for that. Let's get into uh, the Pokemon of the episode. Who's that Pokemon? Now, that Pokemon today is number 340, Whiskash. Now, um, I know I've been doing a lot of water Pokemon. I tend to do that because I think there are more water Pokemon than any other type in the entire Pokemon decks. Anyways, um... Today's Pokemon is number 340, Whiskash. He is a, uh, or she is a, it is a water ground type Pokemon. Um, can be found both male and female in the wild. It is the Whiskers Pokemon as its classification. Um, it evolves at level 30 from Barboach. Uh, Barboach is also a water ground type Pokemon, also classified as a Whiskers Pokemon. They both can be found uh, male and female in the wild. Um, uh, they both also have the same abilities um, from, let's, let's talk about his abilities. First is Oblivious. The Pokemon cannot be under the attract condition while having this ability. Second ability it could have is Anticipation. This warns when your enemy, your foe, your opponent, uh, knows a one-hit KO or a super effective move that would hurt you. Its uh, hidden ability is Hydration. All status problems, meaning burn, paralysis, sleep frozen and poison are all healed when it's raining so that's a really good ability especially with like team battles um where if let's say you're battling along with alongside with somebody or you have your own team you're battling and one of your pokemon is let's say you're using a water team and your other pokemon knows um rain dance or something like that or some type of move to bring out rain in battle or let's say something like a Kyogre who is autom who automatically brings out rain in battle. Um, now your Barboach or Whiskash uh, will not have any status problems if it is afflicted by one. Now they can both be found in the exact same places in the Black and White and Black and White 2 games. Uh, for Black and White, they can be found in uh, Route 8, uh, Icarus City, and the Moor of Icarus if you fish. In Black and White 2, same thing, Route 8, Icarus City, and the Moor of Icarus. And uh, for, actually for Barboach, there's also a third place it can be found in the dream world. It can be found in the sparkling sea in the beginning. Now, Whiskash's Whisk stats is, um, is HP 100, attack 78, 
Defense 73, Special Attack 76, Special Defense 71, and Speed of 60. Now it's a slow Pokemon, but it does have a decent HP, so it is a hefty Pokemon. Now it can, you could either use it as, de, as a defender or as an attacker, uh, both special and uh, both special and regular. So it's a very good Pokemon. I actually used it during uh, my one of my run throughs through um, Diamond and Pearl, I think. Um, well, actually, just Diamond. <laughs> um, I used it through a run through there, and it was a good Pokemon. I, I enjoyed using it. Um, but yeah, again, that is the Pokemon of the episode for today, number 340, Whiskash. So that is just about it for today's show. Uh, again, I just want to throw it out there for listeners of the Pokedex Radio podcast. If you down, if you go to audibletrial.com slash flashlightstudios, you can download a free audiobook of your choice. And you have a 30-day th- free trial to check out what Audible has to offer. And you have one free credit to download any book of your choice, whatever is on there available for you to listen to. You can download it there. It doesn't matter the length of the book, the, the price of the book. You have a free credit for a book. And if you guys have the iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch, if you download the FSPR app from the iTunes store, you can listen to the post show today. Um, now, I'll probably, because I'm going to upload the show first, and then I'm going to up, then I'm going to record and upload the uh, the post show. So it might be an hour or two difference if you're listening to this uh, right away as soon as I upload it. So there might be a difference in time uh, if you don't see the um, if you don't see the post show already in the app. Uh, don't panic; it'll be up within the next few hours. Um, but this is right now on April eighteenth at about five five p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Um, so check it out: FSPR app in the iTunes Store to get the Pokedex Radio podcast app. Now, that is it for today's show, guys. Uh, links for everything that I talked about today are in the show notes at pokedexradio.com slash 38 for today's episode. Um, everything can be found there. The, the link to Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. You can, uh, you can even subscribe to us on iTunes as well if you don't have anything else to subscribe to us with. And if you'd like, if you do use iTunes, you know, I, I really ask for you guys to go ahead and give us a little bit of um, a review, a rating there on iTunes. That does help me out to feel more inspired. Not that I'm already not inspired, but to do this show. I'd like to do it every week as long as I can, as long as Pokemon still is out there and it's going to be out there for a long time. And I feel it that it's going to be that way. And to email me, if you have any questions or anything, you could either contact me at, uh, the Pokedex radio Facebook. And actually before we end everything, uh, there is one thing I wanted to, um, Oh, where's the Facebook? I wanted to go over because I did get a message here, um, from, uh, Tom, I'm not going to say his last name, but his name was Tom on Facebook, um, as a response to the episode about um, the Wi-Fi thing, um, I believe it was episode 36 that I talked about that, now he says, um, I'm just going to read his email, it's kind of long, but I'll just read it quickly, uh, he goes, let me start with, I like your podcast, and I listen to most of your episodes, but my biggest criticism is that, is that you often publish it with easily corrected factual answers or other speculation, I'm sorry, that's just what I do, I mean, I just hit the record button. I just start talking. Honestly, a lot of the stuff that can be corrected, please let me know. I mean, thank you for emailing me. I'm going to read the rest of your email in a second, but thank you for emailing me with any, uh, corrections that can, uh, any errors that can be corrected. And that's kind of what I want as well. If I do say something that can be corrected or that is wrong in some way, let me know. I want a dialogue going here. 
anyway, so to continue with his email, it says, in, um, in your most recent one, you complained about the WEP uh, protocol, the WEP protocol, for wireless security on the Nintendo DS and the, and the Nintendo DS Lite. Um, this is a hardware limitation that cannot be fixed. When Nintendo designed the DS series WEP, uh, WEP was considered adequate and they didn't allow for a security protocol upgrade in a couple of ways. First, it would have been cost prohibitive uh, the computing power required to operate the WPA2 protocol is much greater than than WEP and is beyond the capability of the DS hardware specs. Also, the DS and the DS Lite have never allowed for a firmware update. That is one of the big changes between the DS, uh, DSi and the 3DS. But more significantly, virtually all of the DS games manage the network and settings, uh, manage the network settings and wireless security within the game cartridge itself. So even if they update the console firmware, older games can never benefit from it. With the, uh, with the 3DS and 3DS games and certain DSi games on the DSi and 3DS can use WPA2 if the game developer chose to use it. So his answer to um, part of the question that I, uh, I think I was talking about if you want to email me for some reason in the show, but his answer is yes, get a wireless router just for WEP, for WEP. They're cheap, less than $30, or you can get a router which supports a guest network um, like uh, like his Netgear uh, WNDR3700. Um, he can use, uh, so he, goes, he says, I can use WPA2 for my main network and enable a guest network isolated from, from, his home net, from a home network that accesses the internet using WEP. In our house, we connect our DS systems to take advantage of the online Pokemon features all the time. I don't mean to pile it on, but that's the way it is. Keep up the good work, Tom. So thank you, Tom, for the email. I know I kind of talked in between everything I was saying there, uh, between everything you wrote. But I did go ahead and already reply to you, if you haven't seen it already. Um, I, this is a few days ago. He sent me this uh, this message on Facebook, April 12th, and I replied to him the next day. Um, but thank you for, for all of that. Uh, for at least inform, helping inform the listeners of the Pokedex Radio podcast about this. And I did mention as well, I think I mentioned it because I recorded that episode about two or three times before actually publishing it, that a friend of mine has, uh, I, I did give an option because a friend of mine does have a similar router like yours that he has a guest network, or I think he has two routers, something like that, that he uses one for his primary network and one as a guest network for his roommates. So that is an option, and I like uh, the fact that he mentions the router that he uses, the Netgear WNDR3700, uh, that not only broadcasts WPA2 for his main network, but it also allows for a guest network to be broadcast as well, and that would be a very good option. I don't know exactly know how much that type of ra- that router is specifically, um, or if you already have a router for your home, you can buy another cheap router. Uh, for less than 30 bucks, as he says in his email as well. So thank you, Tom, for your email. Thank you so much for at least replying, taking some time out of your day to reply to me about this and correcting me. So anybody who'd like to um, give me any sort of feedback, you could either go through the, through our Facebook and message me. I'm the one who controls all this stuff, so I'll be the one reading it. Or you could email me at feedback at pokedexradio.com. But that is just about it for today's episode. I really do want to thank you very much for sticking around and listening to me. Those of you who do have the FSPR app, you can stick around for the post show as well. I'll record that and throw it up there for you guys to listen to. I'll be talking a little bit more 
about uh, my thoughts on a Pokemon movie. But that is it. Again, my name is Austin, letting you know to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next time. This podcast is a Flashlight Studios production, copyright 2013, Flashlight Studios. For more information, you can visit us at flashlight-studios.com.